There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve, and tonight we'll be discussing Episode 7 of Season 1 of Deadly Class. Ooh. Okay, so obviously things got weird. Like they do almost every episode. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but we got French Stewart, like a whole bunch of French Stewart. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. I don't even know. He's so funny being like, it's like he's a straight man, but he's not. Yeah. I don't know. It's the way he is in this episode or in the series as the what? What is he again? The uh, Scorpio slasher. I was going to say Sagittarius. No, (laughs) but I don't know what it was and why it was just so perfect. Yeah, his dry humor, I guess. Right, humor, whatever. It was great. But before we get into all that, obviously, because I don't want to go off on a rant anymore. Let's hit some ratings news. All right, episode six brought in a 0.14 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.318 million viewers, making it the 74th rated cable show for the day. Episode seven brought in a 0.12 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.355 million viewers, making it the 103rd rated cable show of the day. Like I said, there was a bunch of people watching cable on Wednesday. That's, they're just some. <laughs> <laughs> We had more viewers, and yet we had less adults 18 to 49, and yeah, whatever. Yeah, that makes sense somewhere. Yeah. Live Plus 7 for Episode 3, tied for 16th in adults 18 to 49. Total gain going from a point one to a 0.4 for an increase of point three. It was first in adults 18 to 49 percentage gain, increasing by 300%. It was 21st in viewers' total gain, going from 0.435 to 1.1125 million viewers for an increase of 0.690. Wow. And was 7th in viewers' percentage gain, increasing by 159%. That's so, yeah. pretty good. Yeah. We're getting nice live plus 7 numbers on both uh, Deadly Class and The Magician. So that's good to see. I have no idea what else is on on Wednesdays because this is what I watch. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I don't know what it's competing with live, but I think it's still awesome numbers. So hopefully we will get more. Yes. So let's jump into episode seven, Rise Above. Marcus confesses the truth about Chester to Saya, which leads them on a citywide manhunt. This was the best opening and the flashback. Oh, absolutely. So. Obviously, Marcus needs to stop Chester. He knows this because he doesn't want anybody to find out about Chico because all of the craziness. Yeah. And 
it was already pretty crazy without anybody really knowing anything in this episode. So since he can't do it on his own, he goes to one of the only people who seems completely sane and hopefully level-headed enough to help get the job done, Saya. And interestingly enough, he decides to just hand her his journal, which was a specific month and year. And he's like, this is what really happened at the boys' home. I almost said boys' club. (laughs) And he's like, I trust you. Because she looked at him like, what is this? Yeah. And that's when we get, and it was a pretty long like flashback. This whole moment was amazing. Yes, it was. So we do find out what happens just right out of the comic books. So basically, it's a sweatshop, a religious sweatshop, because the kids are forced to do manual labor, and it looks like they were making, what, wallet? Yeah, something. And, oh, these guards. Because Marcus is saying about basically what the guards do, how they beat them and just torture and everything else. And, well, Marcus is flipping some needles into his mouth. He's like, I almost have enough. It's It'll be fine that I have just a few more scars and a few more needles. And I'm like, what is he doing? Because he's sticking them in his cheek. Right. I was cringing. Even yes. though it was animated, <laughs> yeah. I was cringing. They didn't even have any animated blood in this moment. But I was just like, oh, what are you doing? But we find out it's for his mom, which we did see in that momentary flashback. I can't remember how many episodes ago. Yeah, several episodes ago. But one of the guards notices that a bunch of needles are missing from Marcus. So, oh, what's going to happen? We're going to take you to the lady in charge, apparently, who is a very cruel woman who hates immigrants and children. Boy, that was just holding a mirror up to parts of society, was it not? Yes, absolutely it was. Oh, my God. And it took a second for it to dawn on me that they have our cartoon Marcus standing there naked because right. they searched him for the needles. Thankfully, they didn't open his mouth, because who's going to think that somebody's shoving him in their mouth? Right. And, I mean, this woman is just talking about everything, how horrible people are, and they're all rats. And she's like, and who gave you the scar? I bet you won't tell me, because you're hiding that, and you're protecting that. Why would he protect the person who we find out of Chester, who gave him the scar? Right. That makes zero sense. No. Yeah, absolutely. But, unfortunately, they're thoroughly searching for the needles. And yeah. And poor naked Marcus over. And it's weird. Again, if you didn't think to look in the mouth, why are you looking? Yeah, there. <laughs> yeah. Where the sun don't shine. Yeah. Oh, I just thought, wow, that would be really tender, even more so than the mouth. Yeah. But obviously they find nothing and they take Marcus back and kind of throw him in the room. And when this happens, Chester's there, who's talking crap. And he demands a sandwich. He's like, what, you didn't hear me? And he goes over to basically start some shit. And Marcus is like, oh, here, you wanted this. And I'm thinking, okay, how did you even get the sandwich in the room? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, seriously, I'm like, okay, this is a great sequence, but I'm confused. Yeah. Where did he hide the sandwich? Right. <laughs> so Chester taking a bite. I'm guessing this was supposed to be his dinner. Right takes a bite of the sandwich he's like this doesn't taste right and he's like what are you talking about i thought you liked ham and cheese all right could the cheese be bad no it's poisoned as he's gloating over chester and he's like and you're gonna be alive to watch everything that happens and this was so interesting to me and i mean i don't know how you felt about this 
because he pulls out the bomb and he's like, it took a while. It took a long time. But I made this out of a page from your book, the anarchist cookbook. I'm thinking how, again, how is that even in this place? Right. I mean, yeah, Chester's crazy. And you could hear it as he's saying his aunt said, no, he couldn't come live with them because she thinks I killed my father, which I did, but whatever. I'm like, right. what? <laughs> holy shnikes, what is going on? So as Chester lays dying, only we unfortunately know the truth. Right. Marcus calls out for help, but he's hiding behind a mattress. And when the guards come in, the guard's like, oh, you think that mattress is going to hide you? And he's like, I'm not hiding from you. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Wow, that was great. Yeah, yeah the, those needles go everywhere. And, well, Chester's face is really close to that bomb. Yep. I don't know how more of it wasn't messed up. Exactly. Marcus grabs the guard's gun, shoots them both in the leg. Right. So basically he's like, you ain't going anywhere. You're going to just suffer along with Chester. But everybody's covered with these needles. Why aren't they going to die? Yeah. I feel like he should, could have dipped them all in poison. I don't know. Yeah, might have turned out a little bit better. Right? And he ends up going to the lady in charge. And he confronts her and he handcuffs her. And we find out he didn't want to kill her. He wanted her to get what's owed to her. Yes. Ugh. Some justice. Yes. that He was letting the kids out. So he opens all the doors. And he's like, this will be great because... People will come and they will find out the truth. And right there, you kind of knew that wasn't going to happen. Right. Because sure enough, Chester the molester managed to survive the poisoning and the needles and the explosion and shows up downstairs where all the kids are kept and shoots them all, sets the place on fire and makes his own escape. Which, of course, Marcus doesn't realize that's happening. No. And we see a, a moment where Chester's with the woman in charge. So I was like, oh, did he shoot her or did he let her burn? I was wondering because they don't really, they kind of gloss over that. Because at right. that point, we don't know anything. I'm hoping a blank gets filled in somehow. Right. But because Marcus got away, he's the one who's getting all the attention and credit. And Chester does not like this. Not at all. No. He's not a happy camper that he killed all the kids, but it's all Marcus's fame and glory. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And hey, guess who's back? Kind of, sort of. <laughs> Only in someone's mind. Right. Yeah. Uh, Michael Duvall, who's back with as Chico's head. Yeah. He did answer. Somebody's like, okay, so how did you do that? He was like, it wasn't very comfortable. <laughs> no, I'm sure it wasn't having yeah. that. Thing. <laughs> yeah, like the bucket with the eyes had to kind of wiggle his head in an awkward angle. Yeah. But, I mean, why is it I like Chico's head better than I like Chico? Because <laughs> you know he can't be as <laughs> deadly, for one. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, in case you're wondering, yes, Chester is batshit crazy. Yeah. And it definitely made us know he is batshit crazy in this episode. Yeah. So not only is he attracted to animals, but he seems to think Chico's head is still alive. Yeah. Because he keeps talking and confiding to Chico's head. And we do get Chico's head talking back. What the hell? Yeah. 
Yeah, Chico being sympathetic to Chester's plight. Yeah. Nah, I don't think so. Yeah, and poor, poor Brian Potion yeah. character. <laughs> oh, my God. He was being burned and stabbed and everything else in this episode. And I'm like, who are these people? Well, right. yeah. it turns out Chester had some family move in with him who apparently are all batshit crazy. Yeah, his aunt and a couple of cousins. Who are supposed to be helping with his murderous schemes, but don't exactly pay attention and get things quite right. Right. Because he wants as much attention as possible for his fuckface murders. So what happens? He sends people out to do these murders. And don't forget the signature, because that's what's important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, creepy cousin didn't remember. And, well, first of all, why are you going into the bathroom when the guy's taking a crap, having a conversation with him? He's already having a conversation with a severed frickin' head. Right. Yeah, it was awful. I'm going to go in there? Funny that the two conversations that Chester has with Chico's head, one is he's in the bathroom, and then the next time he's in the tub. Right? Hmm. Okay, I don't want to know. I really don't. (laughs) But... I mean, Chester's pretty ticked that he forgot the signature, so he jumps up off the toilet and shoves his cousin's head into said poop-filled toilet. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. Just ew. And then we get, yes, Chester in the tub with his freaking boots on. Yeah. What is with that? I'm like, <laughs> what? I don't understand. I'm so confused, seriously. But apparently his father was a little abusive, and he did something unforgivable. Maybe. I- don't know for sure. We didn't get details, but... I was assuming that what scarred him and what eventually led to him murdering his father was when he said, you know, I had a dog and my dad didn't understand because the connection, blah, blah, blah. Right. That he his dad made him kill the dog. Could be. Because he said, he took me and the dog out behind the shed and then... And he's like kind of stops and shuts down for a second. Right. And so that's what I was assuming. Or his father killed the dog. and That's what broke him. Right. One of the two. But either way, I'm just like, cheese and rice, dude. (laughs) Well, when you do it with a dog, that's just not kosher. No. And then I love it because Chico's head is all sympathetic. He's like, oh, man, that must have been really hard. I understand, and you you need to do what's right for you. And management, man, trying to manage these people, that's hard, too. And I'm like, what the hell? (laughs) Just watching this, and I had a hard time tweeting because I was laughing with this. (laughs) It was horrible. But even, you know, as he's telling the head, I, I don't understand, because the boys' home was great. I felt safe, even though there was all sorts of horrible stuff happening. Which I'm sure he was just right behind, like, yeah, let's torture people. Yeah. And he's like, and Marcus was my friend. I'm like, thinking, what? Your friend? (laughs) You cut on your friend's face, and you beat the crap out of your friend. I don't think he's your friend. Oh, it's just typical boys' home stuff. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And then he was mad because Marcus betrayed his trust. What? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know how that happened. Yeah, excuse me, can we rewind this a little bit? Because I don't know what you're talking about. I honestly think you're just bonkers, dude. Yeah, 
But then again, I'm thinking this as he's talking to a severed head. Right. (laughs) That's talking back to him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, the only thing that can make all this better, getting on Donahue. That'll turn his life around. Right. Uh, (laughs) I don't think you understand what those words mean. All right. So, we need a killer to catch a killer. Yes. And they decide to approach the Scorpio slasher for help, despite Marcus's hatred for the guy. Now, of course, he finds the whole thing amusing, considering Marcus made a big deal about despising bullies in class. I'll tell you, when they broke into his cell, though, I'm looking going, wow, the guy is chained to a wheelchair. How does he do anything? I didn't realize there was any give. Right. Like, on his chains. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Thinking, okay, that sucks. Yeah. (laughs) Now, of course, the slasher finds people who would hurt animals despicable and agrees to help for the price of one burrito. Oh, yes, because they tell him, yeah, he's into pets. He's like, yeah, so, no, 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 no. Yeah, he's He's into into pets. pets. He's like, oh. (laughs) And right there, that's when I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's going to become some weird dark comedy because he's like oh he's into doing finger gestures and i'm like okay this should be interesting where we're going yeah (laughs) and of course the group immediately agree because they need to stop chester however they take a quick detour into the puzzle room where they run into billy (laughs) which is hilarious he's just laying on a skateboard and he gets caught up about the current plan and decides to join the mission when saya breaks them all out I did not hear the puzzle. Well, the second time. Like, I heard it, but I don't remember what it is. Right. I should have written it down. But according to the tweets, some people are like, I heard that back in second grade and I had it. I'm like, whatever, smile. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I didn't get it. But that means nothing. But I love that Saya figured it out. Oh, yeah. And Billy was about to freak out when Saya pushes the dragon eye and. No, 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 that's it. No, no, no. <laughs> you just go, Billy, calm down. Right. And of course, the slasher tries to learn more about Marcus by attempting to get under his skin as usual. And he even makes the comment that he thinks Marcus is more similar to him than he'd like to admit. <laughs> yeah. I felt like they were really going to go somewhere with that. And I think it will. I do too. So I'm like, uh, what, what? Yeah, here we were hoping he was going to be more like the poison professor, but he might turn out to be more like the slasher. Right. Just hopefully not randomly going around taking out people. Right. Now, who knows? Maybe Scorpio had his reasons for doing what he did that were justified to him, just like Marcus has done what he's had to do and has felt justified in doing it. So. There could be something there. Hmm. Now, of course, while Marcus desperately tries to find a cause to dedicate himself to which will help him make sense of his parents' death, the slasher ran to chaos with the hopes of dismantling the system. Well, and after him saying that he wanted to kill Reagan, that he does kind of want to dismantle the system a little bit. So, mm-hmm. So after they grabbed some burritos and ice cream, because he decided he wanted to include some ice cream with it, they're back on track on their mission. Yeah, after the little knife issue. Yeah, to get his ice cream. (laughs) 
I just think it's funny because they end up putting like a leash on him. Yes. And Billy ends up walking around with them. <laughs> and the best part is when they go to get the ice cream with with Marcus and Seiya talking outside the store. And you just keep seeing. I try not to laugh as I'm saying it. Billy and the Scorpio Slasher in the background in the store, like kind of back and forth. And Billy has the, the leash like way out. And it's just this back and forth. I'm like. I know what they're saying in the front is serious, but I'm cracking up at the background. Right. <laughs> and Slasher takes them to an animal shelter where anyone can just drop off their pet. Lo and behold, there's Chester, all right. And when they meet up with Chester and the Slasher turns back and looks at Billy... <laughs> Billy just oh drops that leash. Right. Like, well, because, yes, it was great. Because earlier he's like, we're in the city. Give me some lead, bitch. And I'm like, oh, my God. And then Billy's just like, yep, okay. Yeah. Now you can have all of it. I was not expecting this because, seriously, the slasher was just so deadpan. And, you know, he's just walking and talking. And Chester's like, yeah, okay. You know what? They're into some weird stuff. Why don't you go take them out, cuz? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you knew that was going to go over well, right? Yeah, it did not go well at all. No. Yeah, because we see organs falling on the ground very quickly. Because apparently he also disembowels. Yeah. Man, Billy, Marcus, and Saya, their faces just like, what? Yeah. Oh, no, Saya wasn't there. That's right. She went around the back. Yeah. I almost forgot. But yeah, the faces on the other two were just like, uh... Holy yeah. crap. And then, of course, Chester goes, oh, you're one of my idols. Oh, my but God. Marcus, the, you cheated. The way he was acting, it's like he met Santa Claus. Yes. What the hell? Oh, oh, oh. They say don't meet your idols, but oh, my gosh, this is so awesome. I really thought Chester was going to go to him. Yes. And, and then he was going to be done. But no, and he's like, this is awesome, as he's getting in the car. Yeah. And and poor Brian Potion. <laughs> in a bunny suit. Yeah. Tied to the front of the car, as Chester's hightailing it ba- out backwards out of this alley, and Saya's chasing, and just Brian's like, I, I don't remember his character's name, I just call his real name. <laughs> Dwight. Hey, hey, do you, you think you can untie me? She can't reach you. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, all right. Maybe be like, Hey, we're staying at that place where the party was. Something. Yeah. Maybe help out, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Just going to throw that out. Yeah. And as Chester gets away, so does the slasher. This could go off. Oh, my gosh. Wrong. I didn't even realize it. Yes. He disappears. You go, oh, no. Oh, my God. I did not even realize that until you said it just now. Like, I kind of felt like he just... Was there like, all right, we're going to take care of him. You know, like he just wanted to take care of Chester. Right. But I totally didn't realize. I flaked that he just like, poof, gone. Yeah. Now, is he chasing Chester? I don't know. I kind of doubt it. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Now it's like, all right. Okay. Well, I guess we'll see where those two storylines, are they going to converge possibly? Yeah. Who knows? But we go back to King's Dominion, and we see Lex, who we haven't seen in a couple of episodes. Oh, yeah. Talking smack. Talking his usual smack. And then he gets a slap down. 
Oh, yeah. Rhea comes out and just lays a whooping on him. This was awesome. I yeah. love this. And it turns out it was a class. Right. But they had to pull Maria off of him. Oh, my God. She was going off. And at least Lynn is like, all right, well, a lot of times adrenaline can kick in, yep. even in these non-real scenarios. <laughs> but I was like, ooh, Lex is going to find her. Yeah. But speaking of finding, Maria finds herself in deep trouble when Chico's father and brother arrive. Okay, I was wondering who that was supposed to be. I didn't. I mean, I knew it was his dad. I didn't know that was supposed to be his brother. Yeah, I think it was his brother. Okay. I'm like, who is this creepy dude? Yeah. They want answers for Chico's disappearance and don't believe that Maria is as clueless as she pretends to be. That could be bad. But, yeah. I mean, Lynn, because they talked to Lynn, and Lynn is like, even Madame Gao talked to her and believes she's correct. Right. She's telling the truth. And this is when we find out, too, that Maria was sent there as Chico's protector. Yeah. That was <laughs> unexpected. Yeah. Now, granted, you guys who have obviously read all the the comics, which I'm, like, woefully behind. But still, I mean, that was a surprise for all of us who have not read them. Right. So I think that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So she was obviously started to be trained back when they, well, way back when they killed her family. Right. So that should be interesting to see how that goes then. Right. And, of course, Maria finally gets back to her room only to find Chico's brother there pressing her for retribution against the Kuroki Syndicate after the library attacks. Because I think it's Juan yeah. had to go run in his mouth. Uh-huh. And somehow I think Maria's going to take care of him, too. Yep, could be. And he tells her she needs to get results or Chico's daddy will come for her. In 24 hours. Yeah. So, of course, with no other options, Maria goes to the Kuroki hangout where she kills Yukio in the bathroom. That was really interesting. And how she, I mean, all right, you have the makeup on, so you're not exactly going to blend in. Right. But she managed to get pretty far before anyone even noticed her. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, well, this is kind of interesting. She could blend that way with that makeup. And it was, what, a busboy. Yeah. Who ended up, and then she took him out. I'm like, uh, okay. Yeah. And, of course, she gets out and right into Chico's dad's car where he congratulates her on a job well done. Yeah, this is scary. Yeah. I mean, I even had to do a double take because she didn't have her hair like she normally does when she has the makeup on. It was down. I was going. Right, like she straightened it. Yeah, I was like, is that really Maria? I wasn't too sure for a while. <laughs> Until she actually got in the car with Chico's dad and he actually calls her Maria. And I went, wow, okay. I think it was to try to blend in. Right. Could be. So, so not I mean, looking I, quite so uh, Hispanic. Yeah. A, well, if you're Asian looking from bar. the back, yeah, and you're just seeing like, you know, straight hair, you're not right. looking for somebody. So, I mean, I think that was her best bet, but the makeup was still going to be a giveaway. Right. Now, of course, Master Lin has got some issues of his own to take care of because Sis is still 
sticking around and snipping around his school. Oh, my gosh. Making those sly comments that he's not quite telling her the whole truth. And sure enough, she catches him with his daughter. Okay, again, now we talked about this. I'm like, why are they so close? I mean, I know you want to see them, but you need to keep them safe. Yes. And why would you be training her in something, and I can't remember the name of it, it was an instrument, that you you had to be trained in, your, your family was all trained in, you had in your office, and it's probably not something that's done a whole lot of places. Right. So, why? Yeah. And Gal seems... Dead set on making sure his daughter gets sent to the guild, just like she was at age eight. Right. I was like, no, don't do it. Because no. I couldn't deal with it because he just looked like crap. Yeah. But I felt like he knew. I don't know. What do you, What do you think with that? It's very possible that he figured that out, that she was going to find out sooner or later just because of her comments. But... The comment that um, got me was, oh, yeah, you don't remember me, but I've met you when you were a baby. What? So how did Gal sneak in, what, the hospital when she was born? Yeah, because she'd been gone that whole time. Yeah. So you know cool. what? <laughs> when I didn't even catch that. Because when Lynn had said, you know, I know we weren't able to communicate, but I always kept an eye on you. I didn't even think that'd be both ways. Right. Yeah, apparently so. Interesting. Yes. That's going to be uh, quite interesting, because I think the only way Lynn's going to be able to keep this covered up is to take his sister out. And he couldn't kill the poison professor. Right. How is he going to kill his sister? But his sister knows about that, basically, that there was no way... Henry Rollins would have gotten away. Right. So she's going to blow this whole thing wide open. Right. But at the same time, if he were to kill her, that's probably not good either. That's right. Because then you're going to have somebody else coming in there. Exactly. <laughs> Looking, snooping around, trying to figure out what's going on. So, yeah. Uh, Lynn's losing control quickly. He's kind of super screwed. Yeah, I think so. Now, of course, elsewhere. Willie sleeps with his new comic book-loving girlfriend who's escaped from her own family to lead a life without crime. And she tries to encourage Willie to do the same because he just wants to be a comic book writer. I don't know. I'm feeling like this is too good to be true. Right there with you. <laughs> I, there's just something there that just doesn't add up. <laughs> like... Did his mom send her to, like, test him or something? Right. Find out if he's actually living up to his rep or not. Right. Because, of course, right after they're done having sexy time, he gets a phone call. I think it was a page. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a pager. Oh, yeah, my God. Right. And it Going was way mom. back. Yeah. So I'm just not feeling that, that this is all on the up and up. And it's bad because I want him to have a life and be able to get out but i just don't believe it yeah i'm not sure i see it happening either unless the students revolt and take over the school but then you still got the guild and everybody else to deal with so um, i'm not sure how this is gonna 
<laughs> go, but it's going to be insane, that's for sure. Yeah, I'm just big question mark with what's coming with some of this stuff. What happened to Chester? What happened to Scorpio? What happened? What's going to happen to Willie? And what's going on with his girlfriend? Master Lin, Gal. It's like, oh my God. And then finally, you know, we have Maria, who is between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. And then you have our poor trio that's out and about. And what's going to happen to them? Saya, Marcus, and Billy. I mean, just like nothing but questions. <laughs> it really <Yeah>. is. And, <laughs> And this one didn't give me a whole lot of answers. No, not a whole lot of answers. But like I said earlier, great flashback oh, animated amazing. scene that was awesome. Amazing. And I we need more French Stewart. I'm sorry. That's oh yeah, he is amazing. I feel like okay, he like you said okay, he disappeared. I don't think he's gone though. Right. I think he's gonna pop back up, be at school or something, eating a burrito. <laughs> And, you know, and I, I feel like if the brothers find him, he won't rat out Marcus. Oh, okay. Just because, you know, that whole, oh, we're more alike than you think. And right. like how that storyline might play out. Now, obviously, I don't know. I haven't read anything. I kind of glanced because I didn't want to ruin it at this point. Right. But I guess we'll find out. Oh, little tiny piece of news. If you are going to get into the graphic novels. They did announce that the next year is going to be released soon. Ah, there we go. Uh, yeah, Remender, I think, is the writer. Yeah, Rick Remender. He said the next next year's coming out because they do it. It's like Clash Years, how right. the um, your books are released. So that's coming soon. So I will finally get that so I can read all of them at once. All right. So, oh, my gosh, we want to know what you guys think because somebody tell me. I know I should just read the books, but come on, just tell me now. <laughs> Shoot us an email at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com. That's S-Y-F-Y. And while you're at it, if you check out www.fangirlzone.com, there's our contacts page. It makes it easy to find everywhere we are, and you can contact us that way. And you can obviously check out all the other rando stuff we have because it's con season, and we'll be posting stuff from all over. And I'm super excited. So <laughs> hopefully we see a whole bunch of these people. And while you're at it, if you can rate and review us on iTunes and every other platform you find us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. And for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I'm exhausted. I am Sean Fangirl-ass. And I'm Steve. You and I are a lot more alike than that Dr. Seuss character beside you. And until next time. <laughs>